hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert! Attention! Listen, you motherfuckers. Buckle up, pedal heads. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. There's something wrong with us! Something very, very wrong with us! You are my podcast. My only podcast. So if you fucking take my podcast away, I'm going to shove my foot so far up your ass. Oh my God. It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally suck my dick. Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. (laughs) I got a whole folder full of dick pics. Are you interested? I know you are because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phone Boy and Phoenix. I don't know Phone Boy. Those two are are pretty interesting to listen to. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. You just can't trust them. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Bullshit! I'm glad you heard all that. That's right, you did hear all that, which means you have officially been warned. If you are too offended by the opening, you're not going to make it through the content of episode 96. I'm Phoenix. Oh, yeah, I get it. And Phone Boy's not paying attention. <laughs> An emotional support stripper. Yeah, uh, uh, but... Did, did, uh, did we say had a no agenda yet? Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> that I know How we did. How the fuck did I miss that? Yeah, we did that. Where were you? Uh, That's what I'm trying to figure <laughs> out. We somehow lost each other here. All I know is I'm phone boy. He puts his dick on the table, you know. That's right. And God help you poor people. Uh, yeah, it, it's the Lotus Effect coming at you. So uh, this is how we do it. Yeah, let's get on with it. What is this, a freak out? This is kind of strange. This is terrific. I think I'm going to be sick. Not a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a-glowing? Is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes! The danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing, and they're certainly not showing any signs we're there i just had an orgasm that's right and every time i hear that i have an orgasm so you know if you haven't figured it out you are experiencing the lotus effect that's right the lotus affects everyone differently so however or wherever the lotus is affecting you thank you for your courage and for propagating the model of the pod father himself and if you're new to the no agenda family welcome and here's how it works we are a value for value podcast which means that whatever value you get from the silly shenanigans that you hear coming from myself and phone boy you can return that value to us in the form of fiat fun coupons Because, you know, if your money offends you, we are a charitable organization and we will take it off of your hands. You can call and leave us a voicemail 
<clears throat> on our refire topic. That is some major talent to be able to get through a voicemail within the time constraints that are allowed. Exactly. It's, and yeah, the, it, and yeah, the, and you can also use uh, send us boostograms. So we'll, we'll read some of those here in a little bit. We love those. Uh, yes. Uh, you can also send us things in the mail. And hopefully, I've corrected my microphone situation. I think I had it just moved in the wrong place or something. Probably heads in the wrong place. Uh, yeah, anyway. Your head's always in the wrong place. Uh, yeah. and apparently, mine is today. But you know, when, when you're sending those fiat fun coupons, you can go to loseeffect.show, click on the green, formerly yellow button, and yeah, button. just. Uh, Spread the love around because you know we're all about that love in the Lotus. Yeah, we are, and so and so we get we're gonna we uh, have a whole list of people who showed us the love in the form of boostograms. Now, if you want to get on this boostergram party, we're gonna tell you about it right after we talk about the donations, starting with Sharky who came in with his monthly donation of seven sixty six. Yeah, what you know? Oh, you're the executive producer. That's right. Apparently, yeah. seven sixty six a month gets you an executive producer. Well, well, that's, Nobody goes that, above that, it. When, yeah, that's right. You know, highest highest and donation. Then Mama T, also known as Fazilla, in the chat. Yeah, she came in with five dollars. So thank you so much, Mama T. Yeah, Weirdo oh, oh, got oh, I know it's, very I know it's, crazy yeah. in the chat last night. He was splashing the walls. He had no less than six. Six boosts for five fifty-five. First one was from was for DJ Cumberbatch, the new sickness. Then DNCE Cake by the Ocean, KMFDM Juke Joint Jezebel, Carl Scrubby Money by Drugs, and <clears throat> Mercules Drugs and Liquor, and DJ Cumberbatch again with the new sickness. Apparently, we really liked that song. Yeah, I guess so. Um, let's see. So, um, and then Sharky comes in with 33, 33 sats, uh, sending, sending a, 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 I guess, a heart, and then, and then I kissed her. Uh, and then he comes in with another 8888 sat saying the white stripes, a little cream soda. And uh, and Weirdo s sends a uh, peace and love for a thousand sats. Um, we also got some, uh, we got a couple of anonymous boosts of uh, uh, 333 sats and 500 sats. Thank you, random uh, random users of, of a fountain, it looks like is what they were what they were sent with. Um then, then you, uh, then you, you boosted eleven eleven uh, sets saying hits from the bong. We get into getting some of the song requests here. Uh, and we get, and then uh, weirdo with another eleven eleven set saying team clutch homo flow. Now this was from rideshare radio last night, yeah, which we do at eight debaucrous. central. Yes, that's right. Things got real debaucherous yes, real and quick. So then you boosted eleven eleven sets saying bloodhound gang. Along comes Mary, and then weirdo said boosted one oh one sets saying one oh one set stands for LOL. As I request Rick. Martin living La Vida Loco, right? And, and then, then I couldn't resist 6969, dude. Yeah, saying bone homegirl, he gotta. Yeah, that's right. And then, uh, and then Weirdo boosted uh, 333 sets saying in sync, bye bye bye. And then uh, Phoenix boosted a, a 3333, uh, Mickey Avalon, what do you say? Um, it's a great track. Uh, Weirdo boosted 333 sets saying Backstreet Boys, I want it that way. But and, and by the way, there was there were some Weird Al songs that were put in here, you know, because there's parodies of That's stuff. That's right, right, we have rules. We, we have rules. Uh, Weirdo's uh, boosted a thousand sets saying OTEP equal lefts equal rights. That 
That was um, a great tune. And then then another thousand sats uh, from Weirdo Otep Special Pets. Uh, Phoenix, uh, she she likes to boost a lot. Uh, uh, Have 30, a boost addiction. Yeah, she has a boost addiction. She likes to she likes to spray this, the the walls with sats. Yes, uh, I do. Lords of Acid. Out comes the evil. Uh, and Weirdo came in with with the triple seven sets, saying tattoo all the things she said. And Phoenix boosted twenty nine twenty three sets. Saying, now I want to explain. Twenty nine twenty three signifies February 9th of twenty three. It is the day that Phone Boy's divorce became final. Yes. So a message to Phone Boy's cunt X, and and the song that was requested was Taylor Swift. We are never ever getting back together. Yeah, that is that that is for sure. And if I ever see her in person again, it'll. Be too soon um okay and weirdo boosted a thousand sets saying head pe war and we then we then uh and then phoenix did 10 10 sets saying bloody wood dana uh, dana dan which is indian folk metal that was pretty uh pretty righteous and then yeah, it was 33 33 sats again from phoenix at ramstein uh, fury free yeah and then weirdo boosted a thousand sats saying ramstein de kiro puta and phoenix with 33 33 sats saying eminem without me now uh, that that is that is our boostergrams now we told you we were going to tell you how to get in on this boostergram party if you want to be part of it if you do not have a podcast app that lets you stream satoshis to your favorite podcasters well shame on you and get your ass to new or nude podcast apps.com and get you one of those apps that lets you stream satoshis to your favorite podcasters because you know we love it here in the studio yes we do splash yeah. our walls now that is not the only way that you can touch us in a special place. You can get a hold of us to give us feedback by sending us a message on No Agenda Social. I am at Phoenix, P-H-E-O-N-I-X. He is at Phone Boy. And you can send us email, phoneboy at lotuseffect.show, phoenix at lotuseffect.show. You can send us something in the snail mail. Or you can call or text 253-237-3321. One ringy dingy. Two ringy-dingy. Dell Computers, this is Chip. And sound off on our refire topic, which this week is, what's your favorite card game? And remember, Ernestine isn't standing by, but Google Voice is, and the translator will mangle your transcription, and you could end up being a show title. Yes, and uh, uh, you know, of course, you can also uh, if if you don't have something to say about that, you could talk about a past refire topic uh, or, or frankly, anything else. We'd we'll, we'd like to hear from you one way or the other. So, give us a call two five three two three seven three three two one, and uh, yeah, and and you know, of course, when you do that, you know. So just sit right down, relax, open your ears real wide, and say, "Give it to me straight, doctor. I can take it." Now, of course, uh, we, we love your feedback. Uh, just be, be mindful when you do that. Uh, we don't want your shit. Please don't send us your shit. That's yeah. right. So respect is the name of the game. You can manage to give us feedback without being vulgar in so much as using racial slurs and just basically showing the world your epic ignorance. Because we will put you on blast and then we will put you on block and call you out of our lives. But hey... That's pretty much the only rule we have is just be respectful to one another. Because as much as we talk shit, breaking the balls, breaking the balls, yeah. and and we love our trolls. Yeah, there's there's a right way and a wrong way, and being hateful and using 
just shitty language that proves your lack of ignorant, you know, your lack of intelligence and, and your proof of ignorance. Yeah, we, we, we don't have time for that bullshit. That's right. Okay, but we do. But we do have time for uh, yeah for for this for this. Don't want to sound like a dick or nothing, but uh, it says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. Yeah, you want to hear about the latest retarded thing going around social media? Oh, you're going to love it. Oh, yeah. So apparently... Some people are saying that borax, right, which is which is you know some like a detergent or something. Uh, yeah, back uh, in the day, my dad used to use this product when he would work on cars. He would uh, put some dish soap in his hand, and then he would sprinkle borax soap. It's very gritty, and I've actually hauled borax. It's based out of California, believe it or not. Yeah, well, it, there's social media claims that cl- that that's, that say this stuff is safe to consume, and 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 and, and it's a callback to the Tide Pod eating trend from a few years ago, the latest TikTok trend, has people consuming borax, yes, the laundry powder, claiming it helps with various forms of pain and inflammation. And there are various videos showing people taking a pinch of the powder straight from the box and drinking it with a glass of water. Ew. Uh, The trend has health professionals coming out in droves to warn against the practice, naming multiple harmful things that can happen to the body after consuming borax. Now, the claims that that are that the boron and the borax is where the benefits come from. Now, the National Institutes of Health call boron a trace element that is naturally present in many foods. It's not, yeah, it's not classified as an essential nutrient, mostly because the research hasn't yet identified a clear biological function for boron. So, um, and if you, and of course, you know, they 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 helpfully point out that these plant-based foods, um, you know, including fruit uh, tubers and legumes, contain the largest amounts of boron, and it's the safest way to incorporate it into your diet. Of course, they have to get that in there to, uh, to uh, you know, because they have to make sure that that message is being driven, uh, you know, six ways from Sunday. Now, of course, borax is not boron. It's a powdery white substance also known as sodium borate, sodium tetraborate, or disodium tetraborate. It's not food grade, nor have the various authorities approved it for human consumption. And there's a few cases of acute poisoning causing acute kidney failure and multi-organ damage, right? So, this, you know, this is just more shit like we had with when they were eating Tide Pods. And if you are dumb enough to eat a chemical that's used for cleaning, let me get you a spoon. Yeah, we, yeah, we call that a chlorine for the gene pool. Yeah, we also call that natural selection, yes, Darwinism, exactly. And shit. So it, it it just it blows me away that yes, this that this that these stories keep coming up, and it's like yeah, okay, that there's somebody somewhere has got to be you know, it's like do people have brains anymore? Are people, are people so desperate? You no, know, they're try literally anything? like nobody wants to think for themselves anymore, especially the younger generation, which is who this is most heavily impacting, because it's all about social media and influencers and TikTok stars and. They're just, they're, they're mindless. The school system has truly accomplished its fucking task in turning our children, the majority of them, into cookie cutter mindless fucking drones that are easily manipulated and just do what the fuck they're told as long as it's from some dumb bitch who's talking about how to fucking rob a company of their money by looking busy but never actually being busy. What I'd like to see is when employers catch on to this shit and epically fire these little tards. And then, of course, you know, it's going to be all like, oh, I'm all up in my I, I have, I have, a, I have a, I, We have a story later that talks about that very, um, that very subject of uh, people that appear to be busy. 
Oh, it, it, it's yeah. just, it's something that just makes me so nuts. You know, I understand that I apparently have reached the monochrome of old because of the fact that I look at these young kids and truly they are fucking kids. Children, the same age as my children, they are kids to me. And seeing what they are doing to our country and how totally offended they are and how ridiculous they look in their in the way that they're expressing themselves. Yeah, I, I'm officially old apparently. Yeah. Well you know how uh you know how some people express themselves, right? <laughs> the many ways? Yeah, ma- many yeah, ways. Called Ma- podcasting. Well, that, exactly that. But also uh, social media is, is the way people are. Oh, expert. see, because I don't do social media, I would never have picked that up. Well, exactly. Uh, so you're picking, well, but you have the script in front of you. You could you could play I along. actually wasn't looking at the script for that moment. Thank you so very much. Okay. Sorry. I got distracted. It happens. I'm still sleep deprived heavily. Yes, I understand. Anyway, there's a study that suggests that inflammation drives social media use. And it's the uh, inflammation is the body response to injury and infection, but it's also a factor that can lead people to use social media, according to new research by a university at Buffalo communication researcher. Is it because they're just in so much pain from eating trash panda food that their joints fucking ache? So they lay there like fat whales on the couch and they're like, oh, I can't reach the remote. What am I going to do? Oh, I have my phone in my hand. Whoa. Let me go see what everyone else has and then like wish my life was like that. <sighs> Yes. Uh, across these three studies involving more than 1,800 participants, the findings published in the journal Brain, Behavior, and Immunity indicate that increased levels of C-reactive protein, which the liver makes in response to inflammation in the body, can promote social media use among middle-aged adults and college students. And it seems that inflammation not only increases social media use, but our results show preliminary evidence that it's also associated with using social media to specifically interact with other users, like direct messaging and posting to people's pages. Interestingly, inflammation did not uh, lead people to use social media for other purposes. For example, entertainment purposes like watching funny videos, said David Lee, PhD, an assistant professor of communication in the in the UB College of Arts and Sciences and the study's first author. Now, this cannot be a real article. I am just going to say this has got to be like some backdoor Babylon B bullshit. This cannot really be a serious article. I'm 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 floored. Well, it, 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 but now this I, I, I mean there's some I think there's a correlation there. Now we can talk about whether one causes the other. I think but I believe that they're um yeah, think about the average people that are like that. They probably are on social media and doing and doing things. So it's not I don't think it's a it, it, it it's it's something that should be in the Babylon Bee but isn't because it's fucking the way thing you know, the, I don't know that the you know again there's these things are related, right? I certainly stopped using as I got healthier. I, I that was actually one of the things I did was is to to improve my health was to actually re- reduce my use of social media substantially so that I didn't have to be, uh, you know, in in that cycle. It's and it's and that's you know it's part of that. And mental it is health. a cycle. That is the problem. Is that anyone who picks up Facebook and is like, oh, I'm just going to check, you know, whatever fucking random thing. An hour later, you're still fucking scrolling. It's ridiculous. It's a time-wasting, brain-softening apparatus. Yeah. So, 
Anyway, so anyway, although people generally think of psychological reasons like boredom and loneliness as drivers of social media use, which those are, um, a growing amount of research suggests that experimentally elevating inflammation promotes social engagement behavior. So Lee wondered to what extent normal circulating levels of a downstream biomarker for systemic inflation like CRP might have on social media use. Now, if it does indeed increase social uh, uh, affiliative motivation, it should also lead people to turn to social media and under such circumstances as a means to fulfill social needs but so but again i don't think i think it's i, I don't know that they're one causes the other i think they're both um they're they're both uh, symptoms of a different problem of, of a different problem that people are yeah just, i would uh, have to agree with that yeah it's it's a time wasting brain softening apparatus. It's ridiculous. What? That's right. Sir Vemrose I sewed what I said and I said what I said and I stand by it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I'm, I'm telling you what we say next. There's a, there's a, uh, there, there's, apparently there's a, there's a study that uh, identifies a new drug target for preventing fatty liver disease, which is, you know, it's something that a lot of, uh, a lot of Americans, a lot of people around the world are going to be experiencing because of the diet, because the, 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 uh, I don't know, the, the, the dietary guidelines where we eat 80% of our, uh, uh, you know, our, our, our calories from carbs. Yeah. We've been covering the fact that everybody's heading toward NAFL at best. Exactly. So, um, so, so scientists have found a potential new drug target for untreatable fatty liver disease in humans, according to a study published today in eLife. Now, the, their findings from mice and human liver biopsies suggest that targeting a receptor found predominantly in, in the liver could help protect against the, the buildup of fat, halting the development or progression of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, now, uh, called a NAFLD. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a symptomless condition where fat builds up in the liver. It affects around 25% of the worldwide population, and if left untreated, accounts for approximately 85% of all chronic non-communicable diseases such as type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and chronic kidney disease. It can also lead to a condition called non-alcoholic uh, uh, steatohepatitis. There we go. I said you it right have now. trouble with that word every single time we talk about it. Yes, I do. Um, the the buildup of it's buildup of scar tissue in the liver, otherwise known as cirrhosis and potentially liver cancer. It is caused by lipid metabolism disorders, over or malnutrition, inflammation, viral infection, or liver injury. Yes, it's, it's for all of those things. Now, increasing physical activity and reducing calories can help to manage NAFLD, but such lifestyle changes are only effective in its earliest stages, explains uh, lead author uh, Minjiao Gu, uh, Gyanzhou University, Guangdong, China. Yeah, there you go. No medication is available to reverse the excessive fat storage in the liver once NASH is developed. Therefore, we urgently need to unravel the mechanisms of NAFLD to find targets for the development of diagnostic texts and cost-effective therapies. How about fucking reducing the amount of sugar that you eat? Yeah, well, that would... No, that would actually mean you had to put some skin in the game. That's right. Now, the results of the study suggest that reducing ADGRF1 expression in the liver could potentially serve as a protective mechanism to stop the overaccumulation of fat in the liver of people with obesity. And of course, you know, more research is needed. Now, yeah. don't we always hear that when basically we can't prove our bullshit, but we're going to just put this little catchphrase in and make it all better. Something like that. Uh, they didn't exactly say that in the story, but that's basically what I took away from what they had said. So, ah, uh, my apologies. Uh, I misunderstood. How, that. However, however, this next story will not surprise anyone who's been listening to the Lotus Effect for any amount of time. So, um, so, um, 
Patients who take drugs like Wegovy and Ozempic for weight loss may face life-threatening complications if they need surgery or other procedures that require empty stomachs for anesthesia. Now, this summer's guidance to halt the medication for up to a week may not go far enough, officials said. Now, some anesthesiologists in the United States and Canada say they've seen growing numbers of patients on the weight loss drugs who inhaled food and liquid into their lungs while sedated because their stomachs were still full, even after following standard instructions to stop eating for six to eight hours in advance. Okay, so basically what that's saying is that this drug is slowing down the digestion process, which is a essentially causing you to stay satiated longer and now we're seeing that it could be a medical emergency if you have to have surgery wow yeah yeah Yeah, yes and that the drugs can slow digestion so much that it puts patients at an increased risk for the problem called pulmonary aspiration which can cause dangerous lung damage infections and even death said dr uh, uh, ian hobai an anesthesiologist at massachusetts general hospital in boston again mass general every it seems like every story we report on with ozempic mass general has their dick in it well you know and I'm sure they do. Um, so there's a, such a serious sort of potential complication that everybody who takes this drug should know about it. M- Mr. Hobai, who was among the first to flag the issue, told the Associated Press this week. Mr. Hobai suggested that individuals taking the drugs first tell their doctors before sedation and discuss the risk profile. If you're taking this drug and you need an operation, you will have some extra precautions, he said. Now, it's not. I want to point out, because I know this was a copy paste job, it's interesting how they identify him as a doctor when they identify his title and such and then for the rest of it it's mister how disrespectful that uh, that's a style thing actually in the, the, the i've seen with, with some of these depends on who wrote the actual story they're, they're to sty- me that seems fucked up you worked all those years to get all that education and attain the title of doctor and you're going to be demeaned in an article called and being called Mister, that just doesn't work for me. Well, I, I would should, be we should actually would say do, they should say Doctor if they were doing it correctly. But I'm, but I'm sure it's that's a, what I'm saying. It's a style. Um, yes. Anyway, they, they should say that would have been much. Yeah, I I, I should have caught that myself. But I, I was anyway. Um, I I blame that's a side effect of the marijuana poisoning. I suppose. I I'm just saying. I just wanted to point out, like whoever wrote this piece is shitty. Yeah, exactly. Now, it's not clear how many patients taking the anti-obesity drugs may be affected by the issue, but because the consequences can be so dire, Mr. Hobai and a group of colleagues decided to speak out. Writing in the Canadian Journal of Anesthesia in mid-July, they called for the drug to be stopped for even longer, about three weeks before sedation. Now, this accounts for how long semaglutide, the active medication in Ozempic and Wegovy, remain in the body, said Dr. Philip Jones, a Mayo Clinic anesthesiologist, who is also the deputy editor-in-chief of of the journal with 90% of it is gone, which is after three weeks, hopefully everything should go back to normal. Mr. Jones said, so that's, and that's actually interestingly. So it's usually two weeks to get in two weeks to get out when you're talking about medications. So this medication actually stays in the body even longer than most. That's interesting. Yeah. So now it's maybe not interesting. This, this almost qualifies as a dishonorable mention. So real, I believe so. Yeah. Real housewife star said she was shamed for using Ozempic. Now, Emily Simpson, I, and I, and, and and I'm sorry that I, 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 yeah, some, 
something. She's just not attractive. Yeah. Anyway, um, the star of the Real Housewives of Orange County recently told Good Morning America that she had found herself being subjected to the shame and ridicule on social media after shedding 30 pounds in between seasons of the reality series. Well, here's one way to affix that. Get the fuck off social media. Exactly. Um, in the reality, yes. Yeah, so or the- wait, even better. <gasps> How about thinking for yourself? And not giving a flying fuck what people think about you. Oh, wait, you wouldn't be taking this drug for weight loss if you actually thought for yourself and didn't give a fuck what people think about you. Carry on. Yes. Um, yeah, that's what you said. The reality star has added that one thing particularly surprised her was the fact that she was being judged more harshly for using Ozempic than she was for also having liposuction done. I mean, I don't know. There is... There are show titles in this in in this biz joint here. Um, so, well, I think it's interesting that she was shamed more for taking the Ozempic than for having liposuction. Again, how shallow can you be as a person that you're doing something to better your body or better how you feel about yourself, and you're letting other people's opinions intrude upon that? <whistles> wow. Somebody, anybody, please don't step in this woman. She's way too shallow. You'll break something. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so um, now there's now there there is a, a similar drug that that if prescribed for weight loss that could help improve associative learning in people with obesity. This, is, this might be interesting. Um, the uh, the associative learn associative learning is the process by which living things learn about the connections between things happening around them. It involves both modifications of existing behaviors and the development of new behaviors. Now, researchers from Max Planck Institute for Metabolism Research evaluated how associative learning changes in people with impaired insulin sensitivity associated with obesity. They studied associated learning behaviors in two groups of participants: one with normal weight who had high insulin sensitivity, and a another with reduced insulin sensitivity from obesity. The team found that the reduced insulin sensitivity from obesity impairs associative learning. And that, that makes sense. Uh, but uh, then the participants in the obese group were given either a placebo or a, a liraglutide, a weight loss drug prescribed for obesity and type 2 diabetes. Uh, with a single dose of liraglutide, the impaired associative learning in obese people can be reversed and brought back to the levels same as of people with normal weight, according to the findings published in the journal Nature Metabolism. Now, while it's encouraging that available drugs have a positive effect on brain activity and obesity, it's alarming that changes in brain performance occur even in young people with obesity without other medical conditions. Obesity prevention should play a much greater role in our healthcare system in the future. Lifelong medication is the less preferred option in comparison to primary prevention of obesity and associated complications, said Ruth uh, Hansen, the first author of the study and a physician at the University uh, Hospital of Cologne in, in, in Germany. Now, See, you know, and I look at this and I go, okay, well, the reason why it works is really simple, guys. Yeah, you're you're lowering you're lowering your insulin. That means you know, and then hopefully that means you're and hopefully and you might, and if you might if you're burning more fat, you probably got more ketones going on. That's going to make your brain work better. That's, I mean, we're kind of well, I mean, and we're kind of seeing this with your mom actually. We are, we absolutely are, and we'll talk about it in Toast and Jam. But this thing saying that you know obesity prevention should play a much greater role in the healthcare system in the future. Um, yeah, except for it can't as long as you keep discrediting and deplatforming these medical professionals who have the balls, how audacity to speak out 
and tell the truth about stop eating sugar, stop eating the seed oils and the grains, stop like damaging your body, eat better, be better. No, we can't possibly allow those doctors to stay to say, I'm not going to give you this prescription for Wagovi or Ozempic. Um, I'm going to give you a meal plan that you should probably stick to that isn't filled with a shit ton of carbs and trash food. It, it just blows my mind. Yeah. You, you can't say, oh, we want, you know, we want this obesity prevention to play a major role, but you're not addressing the root cause of why you can't Get it already in a major role in healthcare where the fuck it should be. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, you know, something else that's affecting the brain is these, those energy drinks that people are, are drinking. Or you know, which oh are, god, those things are abject garbage. Yeah, exactly, they're so full of sugar and bad stuff. Yes. So, and I and I, I found I found a great article on Zero Hedge about uh, about this and and and, 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 and it, what I didn't and what I in it's interesting they they go into a little bit of history of this and so the main ingredients of energy drinks are caffeine, amino acids, and herbal extracts. Uh, vow to deliver superhuman focus and alertness with just a sip, yet lurking beneath the surface is a hidden risk that many that outweigh any apparent benefits. It's time to ask, what's what, is, what if this burst of energy comes with a cost greater than the price tag? Well, the origins of energy drinks can be traced back decades before their rise to mass popularity. Now, in 1929, I, would, I wouldn't have picked that date uh, for the, 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 the glucose-based drink uh, Lucozade Energy, formerly Glucozade in, 19, uh, uh, in 1927. Boy, that's a real appealing type, uh, name, isn't it? Yes. Was introduced in the UK as a, nu a nutritional supplement for hospital patients recovering from illnesses, including the flu. Oh my God. You're giving energy drinks to sick patients. Wow, that's dark. Yes. Later in 1949, Dr. Enough, uh, containing a mixture of caffeine, B vitamins, and sugar, became the first carbonated energy drink in the United States when it was launched in Chicago. Um, however, it was not until the introduction of Red Bull in 1987 in Austria and its vigorous marketing campaigns that energy drinks really took off globally. And that is one of the worst for you. That shit literally can, can and will kill you. Yes. Red Bull, a mixture of caffeine, taurine, B vitamins, and sugar, established the standard energy drink formula many brands mimic today. And, and the global uh, energy and sports drink market uh, uh, is valued at over $159 billion with the United States states alone accounting for nearly 14 billion and in addition to adults teenagers are drawn to these en energizing tonics for academic or sports performance now, some schools have started to ban energy drinks because they're high sugar and caffeine content which can result in an energy crash making long-term focus and studying difficult now while while energy well, yeah but again that's what you typically see with a large ingestion of sugar, which is what an energy drink does. It's got an ass load of sugar in it. And when your body finally gets done, your pancreas gets done running a 5K trying to process all that shit, you're exhausted. Ergo the crash. Exactly. Well, no. And there, and so... And that's a, yeah, and it, it's yeah. Now, well, inter, yeah. So there, yeah, we have so the amount of quality of caffeine in, uh, inside the energy drinks gives a false source of energy. Uh, Omar Eliwa, a registered phar uh, pharmacist in Wisconsin, uh, told the, the, the places this came from. You're you're getting more 
than what your brain can take. It'll be detrimental in the long term to memory, the aging of the cells, the depletion of nutrients, and it makes you want to not it makes you not want to eat. So it affects metabolism as well. Now, what does it do to your brain? This is so they list a few things here. So neurodegenerative disorders and brain aging. Now, caffeine drinks can cause neurodegenerative changes in the hippocampus, an essential structure for long term memory in male albino rats, according to a 2020 study published in the Anatomy and Cell Biology Journal. Now, you know, in high sugar intake is one of the things that, well, you know, we know what that does. Yeah, We're we talking, do. Yeah. And energy drinks are often packaged in aluminum, which, or aluminium, uh, I, I don't know what I said, that, that's, that's, anyway, which is a neurotoxin that has been linked to Alzheimer's, which, you know, so, but, but aluminium, yeah, there, there you go. The, now, you also get, you know, it also contribute, can contribute to ADHD. Now, food red, uh, food dyes like red dye 40 are common in energy and sports drinks. They can increase or decrease the absorption of minerals like zinc and iron needed for growth and development. Now, they also appear to exacerbate attention deficit hyperactivity disorder or ADHD symptoms in children. Why are you letting your children drink energy drinks to begin with? Yes. In 2007, a randomized control trial conducted in the UK revealed that the consumption of artificial colors and or the widely used preservative sodium benzate was linked to heightened levels of hyperactivity in children. Wow. Let me find my shocked face. Yes. So a meta-analysis conducted in 2012 estimated that around 8% of children with ADHD experienced symptoms associated with the consumption of food dyes and indicated potential benefits in removing artificial colors from their diets. This is something that we've been hearing about for decades now. Doctors are actually able to tell the patients, uh, parents, look, stop, like autism is a big one that the doctors are like, yeah, don't feed your child foods that contain, you know, yellow dye this, red dye that, blue dye this. And it it makes total sense. These dyes are literally affecting the brain, no matter if you're a kid or an adult. Yeah, so the... Now, the other thing that can happen, of course, is there can be fatigue and insomnia and headaches. Now, as a diuretic, caffeine and energy drinks can lead to dehydration by increasing urine output. Adequate hydration is critical for proper brain function, as brain cells consist primarily of water. Dehydration from energy drinks can therefore cause fatigue and poor concentration. Uh, anxiety. Energy drinks can increase the level of, um, I'm not even going to try to say that word, uh, catecholamines and neurotransmitters involved in the body's stress response. Uh, the spike in these chemicals increases heart rate and blood flow, triggering a fight or flight response in some people, leading to anxiety. And there's also um, growing concern over the link between energy drinks and increased seizures. Uh, it's catecholamines, by the way. Oh, catecholamines. Okay, well, thank you. Uh, the caffeine in energy drinks promotes the release of glutamine and dopamine, excited neurotransmitters and reduces responsiveness to GABA, an inhibitory neurotransmitter in the central nervous system, thus lowering seizure threshold, according to a recent Nutrition Review article. Uh, the, uh, the seizures stopped when individuals refrained from consuming energy drinks. Gee, once again, let me find my shocked face. Not, this is water is wet. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, and then, of course, it affects the rest of the body um, by diabetes. Well, because of all the sugar, I mean, they don't need to say much about that. Stress, because the caffeine and other stimulating ingredients in energy drinks 
spur the adrenal glands to release excessive amounts of the stress hormone cortisol. Over time, this um, this can overwork the adrenals, potentially leading to adrenal exhaustion and fatigue and impaired uh, stress response. It also will cause you to gain weight. Yes, because you know the high the high caffeine content in energy drinks is associated with heart arrhythmias and sudden cardiac death. Caffeine and taurine affect cardiac rhythm and repolarization, uh, facilitating arrhythmia, according to a 2022 experimental study using rabbit hearts. At least one human case report has also connected excessive consumption of energy drinks to acute heart failure. Yeah, and I think I know who that one person was. He was actually a captain on a fishing boat in Alaska. Oh. Captain Phil. Oh, my. Yeah, I'm totally serious. Like, I used to watch The Deadliest Catch, <laughs> yeah, oh, and that... this guy drank fucking Red Bull by the cases. Yes. Um... It, it was like cigarette in one hand, Red Bull in the other at all times. And he ended up having a fucking fatal heart attack. So, yeah. Uh, that... This shit's no, not a joke. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. Now, it's also not a joke in this, but this is This fucking, is gross. This is disgusting. But, but I think, it, and is, so, is there meat glue in your food? Now, how restaurants may be faking your steak or, 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 or sushi. Now, uh, back in 2012. There's a reason why we cook at home. That's right. And and, and we and then we get our meat from, people, from our local farmers as much as we can. Uh, so, yeah, there's an ABC News story about pink slime. Now, called in the industry by the more appetizing name, finely textured beef, struck a chord of disgust in the meat-eating public. Now, petitions were formed to get the product out of the school lunch program, and, and celebrity chef Jamie Oliver conducted pink slime demos where he put beef scraps in a washing machine and then soaked them in ammonia and water. Right before the slime hit the fan, however, ABC News affiliates spilled the beans about another underground meat practice. It was the use of an enzyme called transglutaminase, or is more commonly referred to as meat glue. Now, even though meat glue has the potential to be a lot more hazardous to your health than pink slime, for some reason, the public couldn't quite seem to wrap its head around it in the same way. While some stories appeared in the press at the time, there were no petitions or consumers calling on the FDA or USDA to do something about it. In fact, some big-name chefs even came out in praise of meat glue. Now, since certain... I've heard a lot of them talk about it in the positive. I never really... I haven't never used it. I'm never going to use it. Yeah, that's right. So, so uh, six, since 2016, a certain restaurant chain has been using the catchy slogan, you can't fake steak, in its TV commercials. Now, while we can't say whether or not that particular chain's steaks are the real McCoy, the fact is that uh, the fact is the slogan is wrong. You can indeed fake steak by simply using a little meat glue. Uh, at one time, transglutaminase was manufactured entirely from the clotting agent extracted from pig or cow's blood. Today we learned. Now it's typically made by cultivating bacteria to do the job. Now most of the time, the, uh, most of the meat glue supplied to the food industry comes from none other than Ajinomoto, the company that brought MSG to America. Yeah, there you go. Like MSG, Ajinomoto claims that transglutaminase is ubiquitous in nature, typically found in various plants and animals. Where MSG is concerned, that premise doesn't really hold much water as bound glutamic acid found in things such as meat, mushrooms, or tomatoes. Uh, meat, that sounds like a good dinner right there, uh, is quite different than. I was thinking that too. Yeah, it's quite different than the free glutamic acid added to food. Now, new research has found this might also apply to transglutaminase sprinkled on meat or seafood. Now, what meat glue does is allow restaurants and manufacturers to get away with one of the most devious forms of food fakery. 
Even the meat industry, when it def- when it defends transglutaminase, uh, has to acknowledge that it can be used to fool diners. Meat glue is used much more often to fake a steak than to make gourmet shrimp noodles, as Chef DeFrenzi uh, did. By sprinkling the enzyme on various scrap pieces of meat, chicken, or seafood, and then binding it tightly in plastic wrap and refrigerating it for several hours, you can turn out a picture-perfect filet mignon, solid piece of chicken, or top-dollar-looking filet of fish. Oh my god. And even experts can't tell the difference. So, if you've ever attended a banquet or a convention, or maybe even dined in a restaurant, and you were served an expensive-looking steak or sushi at a bargain price, you may have wondered how that came to be. The answer is either the restaurant owner is losing money with each meal, or more likely, there's a bag of meat glue in the kitchen. The fake food industry has also found use for meat glue in a product bizarrely called Just Egg, something that contains no trace of eggs. But uh, along with brain-damaging amino acids, you'll find transglutaminase listed on the Just Egg label. Yet another reason to read food ingredients carefully, no matter what brand names the, the products are given. Now, you think blade tenderized steaks are bad? The problem is worse when you combine various pieces of meat together. Um, that's because pathogens like, I'm not even going to, there's salmonella and listeria. And, the, and probably E. coli. There we go. That's probably what it was. Mostly appear on the surface of meat. Now, when your multiple pieces of meat are combined, however, those pathogens could be lurking in the center. Surfaces of the meat that once were on the outside are now in the middle. If you haven't cooked that meat thoroughly inside and out, so if you don't like a well-done steak, then uh, you know, then you don't want to get uh, meat-glued steaks. I mean, we are never eating out ever again. Yeah, probably not um, after this. Um, Perhaps one of the most important reasons you need to go out of your way to avoid this additive uh, has to do with a more recent discovery, one that might explain the explosion of gut and digestive troubles that are plaguing so many these days. Now, in 2015, researchers from Israel and Germany published a study on how industrial food additives could be the cause of the rising incidence of autoimmune disease. Autoimmune diseases, when, you know, when the body attack, launches an attack on itself, have shown strong evidence of a steady rise in Western cultures over the last 30 years, the authors said. Cases of diseases such as type 1 diabetes, multiple sclerosis, Crohn's disease, lupus, and rheum, uh, rheumatic and celiac diseases are climbing every year. Now, according to the researchers, these illnesses can be due to something called tight junction dysfunction. Tight junctions refer to the barrier in the fence formed by connected cell membranes. When this finely tuned barrier is disrupted, it can set the stage for a wide variety of serious ailments. Um, I'm sorry, but tight junction dysfunction sounds like an after-school special. Yes, it does, or or a or a schoolhouse rock episode, whichever the case may Either be. Either way, yes, um, it might also it might also be a porn title movie or something. It's probably a potential show. Why title. is it you men always go straight to below the belt? What is there a man out there that doesn't think with his dick? Somebody, please weigh in on this. Yeah. well, let's see. This stu- okay? So the. Um, uh, the study conducted by Professor Aaron Lerner and Dr. Torsten Matthias called out transglutaminase is one of the commonly used food additives that can disrupt this internal barrier and enhance intestinal junction leakage. That sounds like intestinal junction misfunction to me. Um, now, additionally, like manufactured glutamic acid, which MSG, the authors pointed out that TG enzyme is quite different from the transglutaminase found naturally in the human body. Its use in the food industry, they warn, is also expanding on a great 
great scale. Now, celiac diseases sufferers in particular, who are no doubt taking pains to avoid foods containing gluten, should also be aware of what these researchers believe there is a link between their condition and meat glue, which may possibly uh, explain the surge in celiac disease. Now, several observations have led to the hypothesis that microbial transglutaminase is a new environmental enhancer of celiac disease. They noted in a 2015 report explaining how the substance may affect the immune system and promote intestinal leakage, allowing more immunologic foreign molecules to induce celiac disease. Wow, it seems like a, a good reason to, yeah, like you said, no, don't eat out, go don't, don't, like ever, anywhere. Yeah, and why whole food, we are one ingredient food is truly the best. Yeah, so... Exactly. Well, yeah, we, yes, we have to talk about the steaks that we had for breakfast today. Those We can, but yes. that's, you know, I was actually just going to say, that's another reason to cut your own meat if you can buy it in its whole form and then cut your own steaks. You know for sure that they're not meat glued together in the grocery store. That's right. So, um now, and I, what I did not realize, and I think maybe you know, maybe Sir Bemrose gets this for a different reason, but uh, there's seasonal yeah there's seasonal affective disorder can affect you in the summer too. And I, uh, yeah, because I, I, I understand uh, what how you have, how how Pacific Northwesterners uh, uh, deal with the or, or you have to kind of accept the. Uh, it's weird to see that 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 orange orb in the sky, right? So, um, but you're getting used to it though quite well. Exactly. Well, summertime is often thought of as a cheerful and bright with the ability to uplift people's moods, the effect of seasonal affective disorder can still occur during the sunniest months. Sad is a mood disorder which depression occurs at the same time every year. The condition is most connected to times of year like winter when there's less sunlight. Now, the term is used by the general public to describe the clinical term major depression with a seasonal pattern, said Deborah Sirani, uh, I guess a P is PsyD, author of Living with Depression and professor at Adelphi University in New York. Now there's a now, Sarani said that sunlight is also required for the production of melatonin, and having too little melatonin, or uh, like what would happen with summer sad, or too much melatonin, winter sad, can cause mood changes, sleeping problems, irritability, sadness, or other sad symptoms. There's a reason why you take melatonin to try to get sleep, and the way to fix needing to take it is go outside. Yes. So... Additionally, Dr. Steve Mikio, a CEO of the mental health organization People USA, noted that research shows too much sunlight, excessive heat, and humidity, and personal views of body image can contribute to depression. Well, duh. Yeah. And Serrani noted that the climate now climate change we got to. Oh, they did it. Noted that climate change has been shown to be a significant risk factor for the onset of a variety of mental health issues like depression, bipolar disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder. And more. Well, uh, that's if you're listening to the news about how we're all fucking dying. Yes, from we're all going to die. All right. So while we both, while both types of sad brought on sad moods and a reduction in feelings of pleasure, each had opposing symptoms. For instance, with winter depression, people experience increased appetite, carbohydrate craving, weight gain, and hypersomnia. They may also socially withdraw, according to the National Institutes of Mental Health. With summer depression, people were more likely to experience decreased appetite and insomnia. They may also experience restlessness, agitation, anxiety, and episodes of violent behavior, according to the MINH. All right, I just want to point something out. Um, when they're talking about the winter depression and the carb craving, what happens during the winter phone boy? <gasps> the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, times when you eat a shit ton 
of carbs. And in the summer, flip that around. Oh, a decreased appetite. Yeah, it's too fucking hot. Who wants to eat when it's 100 degrees? Yeah. Well, of course, I had to put the, I have to leave this story off with more research is needed to fully understand the differences and to understand Somerset more thoroughly. So, you know, there, there you go. Now we can now we can uh, dismiss that story and we can actually that also, I think it also dismisses that segment. And now we are on and we and now we go to the next uh, the next segment here. That's right. The key to life is a penis in your asshole. Well, Speaking of penises and the fact that men can do nothing but think about sex and play with them all day long, we have an article. Is science getting closer to the brain center for male libido? Yes. A single heart... Yeah, from, the, from the jokes write themselves department. <laughs> and so, a single hardwired brain circuit might be responsible for the male sexual drive, a new mouse study reports. Uh, yeah, it's called the penis... Uh, I don't know if you've, you've, I'm sure you've heard of it. Uh, researchers have singled out in lab mice a brain region that controls sexual interest, libido, mating behaviors, and pleasure, said senior researcher Dr. Nirao Shah, a professor of psychi- uh, psychiatry and, and neurobiology at Stanford University School of Medicine in California. All right, if this is going to be an article about your penis, it's going to be a short article. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Breaking the balls. Breaking the balls. That's for the after, after, after party. Now, this region uses sensory input from the environment to recognize the sex of another mouse. Aha, this is a female. Maybe I can mate if she's willing, Shaw said. That recognition is then transformed into the desire to mate and the act of mating by this circuit, he added. Also, the circuit enables the behavior to be pleasurable, so animals will seek to do it again, which is very important because for a species to survive, animals need to reproduce. Now, while this study was in mice, Shaw said, similar brain structures have been found in other mammals and perhaps even humans. There are analogous anatomical counterparts, we think, in the human brain, but of course their function in the human brain remains to be determined, he noted. Now, the researchers meticulously mapped the brain cells and connections that compose this particular circuit, called the preoptic area of the hypothalamus, um, or the POA. Now, researchers found a peptide called substance P, that's how they refer to it in the article that sensitizes the POA neurons so they become increasingly active. Directly infusing the peptide into the POA accelerated mating behavior. In fact, direct activation of the circuit even led to mating with inanimate objects, the findings showed. Now, the stimulation of the POA also cut short the mice's refractory period or the stretch of recovery time required before full sexual drive and capacity is restored after ejaculation. Where can we get some of this shit for you? (laughs) Uh, For the mice used in this study, the normal refractory period is five days. By directly stimulating the POA with substance P, prompted male mice that had just ejaculated to immediately repeat their sexual mating routine. It took one second or less for them to resume sexual activity, Shaw said in the news release. That's more than a 400,000 fold reduction in the refractory period. Apparently they didn't need a nap. On the other hand, blocking the POA completely eliminated the mating urge in male mice, Shaw said. The findings could lead to drugs that tamp down the sex circuitry in the, ba- the brain of men with hyperactive sef- sex drives. Alternatively, new treatments might boost sex drive in men who suffer from a lack of desire. If these centers exist in humans, and we, know, we now know where to look, it should be possible to design small molecules that can be used to regulate these circuits, Shaw said. Men everywhere will be flocking to pharmacies if they come out with a pill that can do this shit hell women will even be flocking like he crushing it up in their husband's uh mashed potatoes 
yeah. Uh, yeah, if they figure this shit out, we're in trouble. That's all I'm saying. You know, this is, this, yeah. Uh, I hope society falls before that. Now, um, true. I, yeah. So, anyway, there, um, there, so, uh, there's a police officer who jumps the fence to save a chained dog from fire, not giving up even when the heat turns severe. Yeah. Uh, with a heart of gold and nerves of steel, an officer in Arvin, California, vaulted over a fence and worked amid blazing heat to save a chained dog from a raging fire. And that was, it's always nice to save a dog. Uh, uh, chained just outside a burning mobile home, Officer Calderon con- comforted the dog with kind words before eventually using hedge clippers to free the pooch, all while protecting the dog with his own body. Uh, hearing about Calderon's heroics, recorded in a six-minute section of body cam footage, people for the the ethical treatment of animals decided to present the man with their compassion act compassionate action award and so this is so okay maybe the so all right where, where are we his actions were truly heroic and we want to reward him to recognize that and also because we hope it will inspire more people to be heroes for animals said ashley burn PETA's director of outreach communications now i have a question it says that he was comforting the dog with kind words before he eventually used hedge clippers to free him. Why doesn't he just use hedge clippers in, in the interim? Uh, yeah, good. I, I don't know. That's there's there's many things about this. Uh, like oh, there's a burning mobile home. There's a dog next to it. Uzugabuchi. Let's just wait till you burn down to a short hair, and then I'll save you and take you home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is, um, yeah, the process, yeah, so, um, yeah, the, the process of freeing the dog started after Calderon used his strength to cla- to clamber over a rickety six-foot fence. The dog was frightened and ran away from Calderon at first, but he pulled it close to him via the chain while struggling and to find some way to disconnect it. At first, he tried to bend a pin holding two sections of the chain apart, but it wouldn't budge. Then, coaxing the dog to hide behind a large horizontal kitchen or bathroom sink in the yard, he breached the friendship barrier and was able to scratch the pit bull terrier behind the ears. Calderon pushed the sink closer to the wooden fence behind it, creating a shield to protect the dog from the heat of the fire while trying to break through the fence and allow the dog to go into the adjacent property. The smart pooch understood what was happening, and when a passageway had been made, been made, it, it went through. In the neighbor's yard, Calderon found a pair of hedge clippers, which allowed him to finally free the dog from its bonds. My back was already on fire. Whenever I was able to shelter the dog, my back was burning, and at one point I thought I was going to have to give up, Calderon said in an interview with Eyewitness News. Now, a wall of fire and scorching heat didn't stop officer called to run from fighting to save this terrified trapped dog and we salute him i mean you know what he yeah i mean in all in all seriousness like way way to go officer cauldron because puppy dogs you know poor thing couldn't get away on his own you know this cop probably has like second degree burns or some shit on him and uh you know Hope he, hope he has a speedy recovery if that's the case. Like, way to go, dude. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, um, th- this next one didn't uh, didn't get out alive, but he did. But he did save some folks in this in these Maui wildfires. Which, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, the only reason this story is even mentioned is mentioned is because of, because it's sort of tied to that. But otherwise, it's it, it's, it's like there's so much in this in these Maui wildfires that I, that uh, it just it doesn't. It, but I but I know from having lived in Hawaii how how a lot of the stuff's built out. There. 
there. And it doesn't surprise me that it wouldn't take much for you know the pla- uh, places to burn down, and you you have some incompetent uh, you know uh, f- officials. Uh, yeah, you end up with uh, you end up with a lot of people uh, that don't have homes anymore, and it's really Sadly. sad. Yeah, and uh, in this case, uh, you know, the hula dancers swayed to the ocean waves on a South Carolina beach, all paying tribute to a hometown hero who died saving seniors in the midst of the Maui wildfire in Hawaii. Joe Schilling had moved to downtown Lahaina recently, where he lived in an apartment building that was caught up in the fires which devastated the town last week. From what we know, when Joe started to evacuate, there was elderly people in his community who were stranded, said Joe's sister, Penny Schilling. He helped an elderly woman to escape, and she is the one who verified what happened, said Schilling. Apparently, Joe had gone back into the building to help four another four senior Maui citizens who were unable to leave. He collected them in his apartment where he sent a text message to Penny saying he was trying to keep the smoke out. The luau on Surfside Beach, South Carolina helped raise money for those impacted by the fires and for the Americans looking to chip in. There are several organizations that are doing work there, including the American Red Cross, uh, the, the Cacao Maui Fund, organized by the Hawaiian Way and Hawaiian Community Foundation. And, you know, uh, it's. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's. It's the people that are getting. Fu- that are getting into this. Uh, that, that are. Yeah. I mean, I feel. I definitely feel sorry for those folks, and and I hope that they don't give in to the people that are trying to buy their land and shit for you know for pennies yeah, on the dollar. Because you, know. you had actually said that you think this might actually have something that that the wildfire could be a cover story, and that this could actually be the government because they had been trying to buy their land and so on and so forth. This this could truly be something much darker than just a wildfire that got out of control. That could be. Um, but uh, what, I, what could be is uh, we we've, we've have a cavalcade of stupidity. We actually have one. Squeeze! Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm happy, too, because I wasn't ready with a backup in case he didn't get it. So. Yeah, we kind of depleted. Hi-dee-ho, pedalheads, and welcome to the Rev Cyber Truckers Cavalcade of Stupidity. Dual Core is a hip-hop duo composed of American rapper Int80 and British producer C64. Collaborating via the internet to produce their music, C64 produces beats and sends the files to Int80, who records his vocals and uploads them to a server, in which C64 downloads the files and uses them to mix the tracks. Dual Core is unusual for a nerdcore act in that it is composed of a rapper and a producer, most nerdcore rappers also producing their own beats. This particular song appears in the 2016 video game Watch Dogs 2. From the 2012 album All the Things, this is Not Dual Core. The All the Things. So we drink all the booze, hack all the things. 
replace it with the Raspberry Pi. Don't compare it to this track. It makes everything they said dull. Neutralize any threat. Turn Red Skull to Dev Null. They killed virus writers that we mentioned. But instead, they ascended to the VX heavens to reincarnate as live wires. Still inside, we hide ciphers inside. All right, I'm going to have to listen to the full version of that in the in, in the, Studio 33 the because that's a pretty rad tune. Yeah, that is a pretty rad tune. Now, uh, what was pretty rad? Okay, so now we're in the toast and jam segment. So we get into the uh, get into the you know, meat of it. Meat of the week, I guess. Yeah. Um, so um, you had an interesting ride share that you've had before. Yes, uh, there was this ride that was paying better than fifty bucks to go from Clarksville to the airport at an obscenely early hour of the morning. Which anyone who listened to Rideshare Radio last night heard the fact that I was up for about thirty-eight hours, of which twenty-two of those was spent doing rideshare. I started. I left the house at noontime on Thursday. I came back home at about four o'clock afternoon yesterday, which was Friday, and I didn't go to bed till two o'clock this morning. So I was up an extensive amount of time, but nonetheless, so I take this ride share out of Clarksville and we're chit-chatting as I often do on long rides with customers and come to find out. I had actually picked her up from the airport in Knoxville when I was working Knoxville and brought her somewhere. So she was actually a repeat client from two different areas and airports, and it was just so wild. We had a fantastic conversation yet again, and she has a pretty interesting job, and she's dating a guy who has a very interesting job. So... All in all, very interesting person. <clears throat> yeah, well, that was uh, yeah, that, and and yeah, that was uh, that. It's it's yeah, it's weird when you get repeats, especially if it, especially from different areas. Yeah, that's that's a. Uh, yeah, and it's funny because of the fact that almost everyone who I've had for a repeat customer, if it's a long ride, will be like, wait. I think I've had you before. This sounds familiar because we'll be talking about you or we'll be talking about your cunt ex or something. And it sparks their memory like, wait a minute, I've heard this story before. Yeah, well, remember that uh, that, that, that set of coincidences uh, got us this place that we live. So, yes, yeah, it did. Yeah, that's exactly. So, um, all right. Um, and actually, speaking of which, uh, we actually, this is, so, so I'll move this up in the script, but the, uh, but yeah, we actually met the lady who owns this place. Uh, we did. Yeah. So, um, um, so, um, they, so they they live uh, they they live in a different country and so uh, they were they were in uh, they were they were in the U S and they had uh, they had something important uh, shipped to the ho- uh, to the to our place here uh, and they needed to come pick it up and so that was which was totally cool so and, and usually and the, so this is the first time I had actually I actually met this woman and and, um, and yeah we and we we talked for a little bit and and uh, you know we lovely had, person by the way exactly it was just and we had a you know we were, we were uh, there's a you know I had a couple of small things there were, there were no big deal i just and i wanted to uh uh but yeah the, we it, it was it was it was it was a nice little interaction but it was we you know we told her that she's you know, kind of the whole you know, kind of meant, gave her a very very abbreviated version of this of the story and you know, right. and so um but yeah it was uh it was it was nice to yeah nice to meet the landlord so to speak even though we usually deal with her yeah i mean we've only been living here better than a year and a half or around about a year and yeah. a half you know we're just now meeting the person who owns the place but you know what i think that it might serve now that she's actually met you face to face even though you all have had extensive you know communication we've had, we've had a few and communications yeah, so. right i think this will make it where she'll i mean having met us in person 
I think my anxiety about, oh, I wonder if she's going to, you know, have a problem if we want to sign another one-year lease. I think that will all go away now that we've actually met her and she can kind of see what we're about. Yeah, exactly. Blah, blah, blah. We, we didn't, yeah. Like I said, I mean, the, the interaction was positive and it's it's, it's a good thing. And, it, and she she actually, we were, you know, yeah, apparently she owns a, the other couple places around here. So it's... Uh, yeah, she was actually offering us if we wanted another if we were looking for another place and i'm like oh my god we love this place no yeah it's we're, we're great with this place but it so yeah it's just kind of a it's just kind of a funny thing we we yeah we had a it, um yeah with anyway the, the, i think we that was uh yeah that's one of those things that i given where given where they live in you know like malaysia right because that's where some of the some of right. the some of the mail that, that had come from for them had uh, have uh, has uh comes from that uh, from there and so that was a little bit of a source of conversation too so it was kind of a it was inter- it was like i said it was really interesting to, to to do that, and it was it was kind of a once in a lifetime thing. Like, yeah, okay, you know. So, um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's not going to be once in a lifetime, but it's definitely not something that happens on the reg. That's true. Now, um, now I think we I think so. Something else that uh, I think um, let, let's let's um, I guess we should uh, I guess we can I guess we can update on how mom is doing here. Mom's doing freaking amazing. Yeah. She is. Now, we have not had her step on a scale, so we don't have any numerics as to if she's gaining weight, but you can tell she is. That's one of those non-scale victories where her face looks not so, like, sunken and wrinkly. And she said her tummy's not as wrinkly either, so we're excited about that. And she's enjoying the food that we prepare. We get very creative. Last night, I made a broccoli cheddar and chicken casserole and instead of rice of course i used riced cauliflower and it was absolutely delicious and amazing I, i'm i'm going to upload a picture of, of oh of, yeah that's of, right of, you of, did of, take a picture yeah, of it. i did take a picture of this i'm going to upload it here to the, and i'll add it to the show notes uh, of, of course um as i as i do here but this is uh oh wait a minute no no i don't and no. then you were talking about the meat we had because we had steak and eggs your second favorite breakfast cereal for breakfast this morning that, and mom killed the entire steak plus three eggs she was so amazing she's getting she's eating regularly she's sleeping better she just all around her mood and her whole aura is just getting better and brighter she's so engaged and she she enjoys going like to the farmer's market and all the stuff that we do so having her here has been a real joy. Yeah, and and it, it, it yeah, it's been uh, it's definitely been it's it's definitely been a uh, it's definitely been a, a, a it's definitely been a, a positive addition I think to to how things are how things are going around here. I can't. It's uh, inspirational because it makes me have. I mean, I say have to, but you know what I mean. But have to cook more dinners during the week instead of just being like, oh, phone boy can handle it while I'm at work. Blah. You know, there, there's another component. We have another human in the house that I kind of, I mean, she can take care of herself, but she doesn't cook. So it's just easier if I make sure there's a dinner <coughs> for you and her if I'm not going to be home or for the three of us if I am. This is true. Um, so, um, okay, we had, a, we had an interesting coincidence that happened last night. Um, it was funny. Yeah. So when we, um, so we, if, if you've listened all the way to the end of Studio Thirty Three or um, or Rideshare Radio, um, 
I, I, well, I, I end up, uh, there's a couple things I play. I now, I've now added the WKRP, the end of the, of the WKRP in Cincinnati show, uh, complete with the, with the cat meowing because of, because of the production company. Um, and then, and then I play the star spangled banner. So at the stroke of midnight here in central time, uh, the last first night, notes. Yeah. The first the note star spangled banner hit. Yes. It is a, it was quite, it w- we looked at each other and like, wow. That just, it felt so good. Yes. It felt good to do that. So it was like a gift from the universe. Like the universe knows started doing. What am I connecting to is my question. But the fucking thing is not yeah. looping again I, I, like I, it no, was. It, it is, so there may, we may be having an internet connection issue oh or something. Oh my God. I'm not yes, sure what's going because on. Because this is the perfect there, time. Okay, there we go. Now we are back. Oh, we hear okay, us. We are back. This is good. So let's make sure I'm also oh, on the no agenda stream. Oh my aching God. You I'm going to have I'm, I'm gonna have to let's see. okay there we go all right okay, we're, we are, so all right. we're back Yay. i don't know what the hell happened y'all i'm sorry all right so we're gonna yeah I don't know, i'm gonna actually i'm gonna have to edit this episode you realize oh that means it's gonna be more work yeah and not damn so, it yeah i'm gonna do a little bit of editing on fucking this internet yeah i know well i'll have to see how much of this to edit because i'm like it's anyway well i know what the time code was is about is about a minute 10 into this so okay um, yeah at least you have that yeah this is true so because yeah we are keeping time codes for things and I, and right now i think it is time so if you have not called in to weigh in on your favorite card game uh please call 253-237-3321 tell uh, us about uh, it tell us about it much much like uh, much like this caller did uh, and, and and does on a regular basis. This is Dan. You know, you can leave a vocal mail and it doesn't have to be the day of. It could be like on a Friday and you're leaving it for Saturday. How cool is that? Man, technology. Oh, hello, phone boy. Hello, Phoenix. Oh, how are thou? Excellent. Oh, favorite card game. Not much of just games in general. Um, guess there's the nostalgic Uno. I mean, my brother and I would play like you know tones, but we'd play that you had to keep on uh, drawing cards until uh, until like you had something to go. So sometimes you'd be like, you'd be at what you know, you'd be like Uno one card, and then all of a sudden you got like twenty cards or something like that. So uh, yeah. Uh, something the wife and I have been playing on and off, uh, doing like date days or just hanging out or like waiting for food or whatever places is a card game called Phase Team. And, uh, she then just notes down, um, like where we're at as far as points and stuff like that. Cause you just like play a phase or two or something like that. Cause there's 10 phases, hence the name. But, uh, yeah. Um, that's been kind of fun. Nothing really, uh, super strategic about it or anything like that yet. obviously there's more strategic games i know you guys are a fan of cards against humanity which not a big fan of like sometimes it's fun but i don't know like we'll kind of just toss out the card anything that has to do with like kids or anything like that just because yeah um and then yeah it just depends on who you're playing with i guess um but anyway uh not to pop the bubble or whatever, but uh, you guys got thick skin, so. Anyway, uh, card games, card games. Eh, maybe I'll think of something later. Because I got a whole, I could call tomorrow, too. You know, so people got to be leaving vocal mails. Get upset in. So, all right. I love you guys. Stay dangerous. And uh, whether or not it's Uno or it's not, go ahead and give a hearty. Ta-da!
Thank you, Mr. Christopher Battles. Okay, so if you're going to play Uno, there's only one way to play Duno, Uno. It is, it is called Hot Death Uno. Now, I, I, I just I pasted Which you a, have posted a link in the chat. Yes, and I'll put it play. and I will put it in the show notes because, of course, that that needs to occur now, uh, which means I need to put it in our show notes. Okay, so here, hot, so hot death Uno, and and I I discovered this game on you know it's one of those. This was this was 1994. This was showing this game uh, somebody had found it on you know the early internet uh, back in the day, and it was like a Windows 3.1.1 version of Uno with some interesting rules. Now we didn't know exactly what. And I've actually got there. There, you, you get. You can actually download this thing. It's, this is where this came from. And so I, I literally wrote a. Here's how you make a. Here's how you make a deck and play this game, right? And here's all. Basically, here's all the rules of the game. You still need to make a deck for us. Yes, I, I, I will need to do that. And and this is this is a game. It's much like Cards Against Humanity. You've got to play. Uh, you, you got to play with a bunch of people because here's what. Um, yeah. Oh, I, sir, I think sir, should, I, I yeah, think sir just, Emeralds is losing his shit over the fact that you know about this. Oh my God. Yeah, wait, oh, this needs to be what we do with yes, the Bemroses. We need to play Hot Death Uno. Yes, we need to play Hot Death. We need to play Hot Death Uno. Yes, we do. Because yeah, I, I had made a deck with this, and I unfortunately I left my original deck. Uh, but you know, I know how to make a deck. It's not that difficult. I wrote I wrote the fucking instructions on how to make a deck. So, um, and and what the rules are and everything, and I and printed out. Yes, um, it, yes. A wild draw sixty nine is in fact a valid region for a rage quit. Yes, that is. <laughs> yeah. So draw yes draw fours are stackable. That's all I need to say. Right. This is going to be great. Yes. You, you, this is this is a party game. Because uh, this is literally me, you, my children, and the Bemroses that are fixing to get into this shit. Yes, exactly. And this and this is, uh, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, yes, we did, we did this, and yes, this is a beautiful game. We must play Hot Death Uno. And, and, and the fact that the Bemroses... It is a must. It, it, and now we will have to play Hot Death Uno. And I'll probably even have to create a section in the in the uh, show notes to talk about uh, the, or the, the, to talk about Hot Death Uno here. But yes, this yeah, is... Yeah, because this is going to keep going. This is going to keep going. Now, um, so, um, we get, but we do have one more voicemail here, and it, and, and I think I think we. I think it is not too late, y'all. Two five three two three seven three three two one. Call in and tell us what your favorite card game is. Yes, and here, like this caller did. Oh, Lotus Effect, Phoenix and Phone Boy. Stop, y'all, weirdo. <clears throat> um. So I was informed that the topic for today is a favorite card game. Oh, uh, I'm traveling down the highway, so if I get some robot voice here and there, it's probably to be expected. Uh, I'm out in the middle of fuck nowhere, so. Um, there's a game called Dirty Minds, right? And it's, uh, it's nothing but innuendos, as in, like, uh, the card will say, uh, you shove me in and out of your mouth until you're dripping with this white stuff and blah, 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 and I can, and the, the answer would be brushing your teeth, or like, I blow so hard when I'm done, the whole house will be gone, you know, or you'll lose your whole house, you know, and like, It'll be tornado. So um, anyway, I uh, at the beginning of the summer, um, I let my older kids uh, have a taste of psilocybin, and then we played this card game, and they were <laughs> they were uh, laughing so fucking hard that it's not running down their faces, and they just. There was absolutely no composure at all. It was uh, one of the best memories that I think we've had as a family. <laughs> uh, but uh, my oldest, 
he wasn't he wasn't there, uh, so he got to partake later on. But um, but yeah, it was uh, when you're already in the lackey state, and you know you get so they're teenage boys, you know, and you put all these innuendos in front of their face. It's already funny. They're already giggly from it. Uh, it was just it was uh, that was fucking hilarious. Anyway. Uh, my actual personal favorite card game, um, and probably some other people would do this too, is uh, that Cards Against Humanity. That's just pretty fun. Um, if we're just playing cards, like you know, regular deck of cards, um, I'm I'm pretty good at Rummy and Gin Rummy and Spades. Um, I know about six or seven different types of solitaire uh, from my time in incarceration. So. Um, I don't know. I, I I just I enjoy card games and board games and stuff like that. I enjoy doing spending family time and whatnot. So any losers, I'm on my way home from work now. It's a hundred fucking eight out here. So I had to call it once I started driving. And I was like, yeah, I'm done with this shit. So uh, anyway, hope everybody's happy and healthy. Love you. Bye. 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 All right. You know what? It's it's like weirdo was totally reading my mind because Cards Against Humanity is my favorite non like standard deck card game. And then you and I play uh Rummy with my mom like literally every single day, multiple times a day. Yes. We, 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 it's a great goddamn time. It's a great goddamn time. Yeah, and and, and I can see where she you, you wanna you wanna know where this uh, this one gets her foul mouth from? It's her mother, I can assure you. <gasps> I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. However, we did get a couple of show titles out of Weirdo's uh, transcription. We have the Laffy State, L A F F Y. Nice. And then Time Incarceration. Which cool. If you're listening to this podcast, you're you must want to be, you know. We are committing time incarceration. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, we we so we did get one more voicemail at 2253-237-3321. Awesome. And we're going to and we're going to play it uh we're going to play it now. Um yeah, we do it like this. Hey y'all, you know who this is? Um my favorite card game, I guess, would be Base 10. That's a pretty good card game, but also I would I also like uh, Cards Against Humanity. Those two are my favorite card games. Love y'all. I hope you're having a good show. I am listening, and I will talk to you guys soon. I'll be listening to Studio Thirty Three. Love y'all. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Wookie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So. Mr. Christopher Battles and Wookie are Phase Ten folks. Yeah, and yeah, Devrose is definitely excited about doing some Hot Death Uno, and yeah. uh, I'm excited too. Yeah, I know. It gave me give me an excuse to go buy some Uno decks. Uh, I think I'll add that to the shopping list. Well, yeah, I mean, like you needed an excuse. No, well, I don't. Yeah, I needed I needed an excuse to play this. I need a few more. I need, like I said, we need more people. You can play it with three people. It's just a little. Yeah. And it's more confusing, and yes, but the stackable draw force for the wind. So, oh yeah, it, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, exactly. So, um, all right. So I think that is it for the voicemails, which means that we need to go into the next segment, which I believe uh, involves the beginning, the plane of uh, this clip. I'll take a drink, and I, my name's Smoke Little Reef. You know, I I like to smoke. Reefer, you know, I'd relax as many I think. A couple of doobies, you know, just to get you through the day and everything. But I do not. 
free base cocaine. No, I do not no. free base cocaine. And Bullysteed has actually weighed in that her favorite is Bridge, although she hasn't played in a while. And actually, that is a game that I have never learned, much like Cribbage. Yeah. I don't know how to play either two of those games, but it is something I would love to learn. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna have to get you guys playing Cribbage because I haven't. It's 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 a it's a little bit of a that game that game's a challenge uh, uh, for sure. Um, now, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So um, so anyway, uh, this story uh, cannabis can bring us closer to God. Um, now this it's funny because. I think we already knew that. I think we, yeah, well, this is, and it's funny because I can, I, I can uh, talk about this from my own experience because up until about a year ago, I really wasn't, I wasn't smoking this on any sort of a regular basis. Uh, only, only, only in the last year or so have I started doing that. And I can tell you that, yeah, there's, I, I've, I've had a few moments while, uh, you know, while under the influence of the holy herb that, yeah, I've gotten, I've had some uh, very deeply spiritual uh, experiences and connections and, and, and in fact, fact we you know we had uh, one uh, and i believe this was a uh, yeah we 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 had a very um interesting conversation you might say uh, that one night remember that went, went down in the in, in our living room with the we've had a oh you know that conversation yes i yes, do you know exactly what i'm talking yes about. i do Yes. So, um, anyway, yeah, so that's hard. And then, you know, just in general, I feel more, I mean, as also as probably my, my stress is released from, you know, all of the different things, all of the different stressors that, that are, that are related to my ex and, and, and restarting my life. It's, it, it, things, I'm just in a much more mellow state of mind. Right. And, and, and I don't think I would have gotten there without, uh, without having embraced this stuff because it has, I don't think you'd have gotten through your divorce without the good herb. No, probably not. Um, and in, I mean, in, in cannabis is known for assisting people on spiritual paths since uh, ancient times. Um, and uh, you know, and and and, and it's a couple of art, a couple of things in here. Like, yeah. So if you use weed with intention and combine it with experiences in the natural world, you may find uh, that cannabis can bring you closer to understanding why we're all here and what we're meant to do. And yeah, and I'd say I'm, you know, I feel like I'm getting, I'm getting more insight, and in, even just in my everyday affairs. You know, if I'm not, if I'm not sure about something. I might give it a smoke and, and, and you know, then the answer kind of uh, comes out of thin air, you know? Yeah, but remember, you know, oh, it's a gateway drug and oh, it's so bad. Fucking stupid old antiquated white men. Yes. Um, you know, and this is, and, and yeah, and I mean, I've had this experience where I get, I'll get really stoned and I just, and I can feel the vibration of the universe. I mean, it, it is, uh, uh, it, you want to talk about uh, something real powerful. Um, yeah, that, that, that's a real powerful. It's very powerful. Yeah. And, uh, and it certainly makes me more present. I mean, this part of... Uh, how I'm able to do this show and slow down. And even when I'm not, you know, currently smoking and I'm, I've, I've, this has really slowed me down so that I can actually uh, interact with people at normal speed because, yeah, you know, because my, my you brain talk at one and a half speed. That's, Most people can't listen that fast. Yes, exactly. So now, um, here's a story about a company that's actually based out of my hometown. Um, so businesses often come and go in this ever-changing cannabis industry, but Big Pete's Treats has maintained success. Wait, wait. <laughs> you didn't even cover that story. You didn't read a thing about the story. Which story? You talking? totally glazed it. No. The one before. I did, actually. I didn't hear a word of it. You, you don't even... You're high. The, you, I am not. You had mushrooms. I did not. 
I still didn't hear it. I talked about it. I can assure you. I think I think you you're. <laughs> yeah, somebody's gonna ISO me saying you're high. Of course, now. Of course they are. Yeah, but okay. So let me try. Lies, the- fresh baked lies. Can I? Can I? Okay. Can I start the next story? Is that okay? Is it okay with you? No. Do- yes. <laughs> yes, you can hear. Oh, yes. Yeah, I so don't I'm- need permission. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Businesses come and go in the ever-changing cannabis industry, but Big Pete's Treats has maintained success through its 14 years of operation. Founded in Santa Cruz, California in 2009. Yeah, that's where I'm from, y'all. Big Pete's Treats is a family-run business led by Pete uh, Furtado, a.k.a. Big Pete. His son, CEO uh, Pete Furtado Jr., a.k.a. Little Pete, and daughter, Vice President of Sales, Kate Furtado. uh, what started out as a, as, as a humble kitchen endeavor has expanded to a multi-state infused edibles operation. Now, with over a decade since its inception, the, the founders behind Big Pete's Treats have developed more than 10 infused cookie varieties using their full-spectrum cannabis butter while continuing to lead the edibles industry. With over a decade of success, the, the, uh, the, the, Big, the Big Pete's Treats product line has expanded to, uh, yes, yeah, first started with classic flavors, blah, 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 but... Uh, and, but they all, but the, each of the treats come in many sized uh, cookie bags containing 10 milligrams of THC each and packaged with 10 cookies. Uh, plain, Damn, that's a lot for yeah. a, a weed cookie. A lot of them don't come in that large yeah. variety, um, like amount. Yeah. So plain and simple, the founders behind Big Pete's Treats believe the key to success is in its full spectrum butter. People love the taste of our butter, Pete Jr. says. Now, Big Pete's source cannabis directly from local Santa Cruz farms and has a lot of time to experiment and perfect the butter making technique. Um, instead of infusing our cookies with distillate, which anybody can make a cookie and throw a little distillate in there, we go through that long process to make the can of butter, Pete Jr. says. That's just more of a superior quality of product, and so we did it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Pete Jr. understands that anyone can find a guide to making infused butter online, but says the Big Pete's Treats team uh, embraces Big Pete's Treats team. That sounds like it's something to say. That's to a tongue tire. Yeah. yeah, embraces patience to make the butter that is never overcooked or burned and is always delicious. It's our own formula that we've perfected over the years. I mean, not a ton has changed, just like little improvements that we made over the years he had, but it's a three-day type of process. On the first day you cook it, the second you pull it out of the kettle and process it, and the third day you clean it. On social media, Big Pete's Treats proudly shows off videos of its butter-making process. The butter simmers in a massive kettle and is later strained and set aside to cool in numerous 12-quart food storage containers. Once cooled, it solidifies into light green colored blocks. Yeah, that's a that's kind of a cool thing. That's um, sexy. Big Pete's Treats butter has become so popular that last summer they decided to start selling it directly to consumers. A single jar which contains four ounces of infused butter and about a thousand milligrams of THC, which can be applied to any treat or meal. Oh God, that'd be. We need to find out where this place exactly is for yeah. our trip in December. Yeah. We launched, well, yeah, well, if they're in Santa Cruz, I'll be able to find them for sure. Uh, we've launched our cannabis. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're going to be in that area. We should see if we can pick up some of this amazing can of butter. Exactly. We've launched our can of butter jars, our can of butter tubs, where people can, can now buy the can of butter at the dispensaries and make whatever they want with it. They can enhance any meal with can of butter now, Pete Jr. says. Oh, that, I mean, that sounds just tasty. It really does. And if if it's got as much of a kick as I expect it to, that would be a fantastic addition to yes. everything. Exactly. Well, so 
Okay, so now health insurance premiums decrease in states with legal medical cannabis. Now, who knew that, right? Now, a new study online in the International Journal of Drug Policy, which will be included in the September 2023 issue of the journal, shows evidence that states with legal medical cannabis have lowered health insurance premiums. Now, the study included professors from Bowling Green State University in Ohio, Illinois State University, and Eastern Michigan University who reviewed a U.S. private health insurance financial data collected by the National Association of Insurance Commissioners between 2020 and 2021. The most significant reductions were seen in medical cannabis states seven years later, with an annual premium set at uh, $16,062.70, followed by uh, $1,541.80 in the eighth year, and $16,025.80 in the ninth year. Now, although the effect does not begin until seven years post-medical cannabis law implementation, there is a significant and sizable reduction in health insurance premiums. Uh, now, the, the author stated. Now, ultimately, Ultimately, researchers noted that these savings are appreciated by cannabis users and non-users alike in states that have implemented uh, medical cannabis laws. Well, I mean, that I mean, we kind of know this, right? I mean, you don't go to the doctor so much when you don't need to go to the doctor. Yeah, and God forbid you're actually treating what ails you with this wonderful weed instead of all the big pharma. So ultimately, yeah, big pharma's not making the money it was in these states, so they decided, well, fuck it. Because at some point, you're going to price yourself out of the market if you keep them high. And, and I mean that both metaphorically and literally. Yeah. Well, and um, yes, it's, if anybody's too high, apparently there's a product out there that'll fix your problem. Now, this is what gets me is, I'm sorry, to all my smoker friends out there, is there really anything? Uh, it, it, no, there's never too high. It doesn't exist. No, um, there, there is getting there. Well, yes, you can definitely get higher. But now you took some cannabis and you remembered you must be at work in an hour. It's too late to call out, but you're too high to go. Or you took a little too much and you're getting anxious. There's nothing you can do to come down quick and easily, or is there? Well, there's a. It, I mean, this, it, you know, okay, this I was, love the name of this product. Yes. Meet High Be Gone, the first product of its kind that gets rid of your high. It's a two ounce drink that removes the effects of cannabis in as little as 15 minutes. Or, you know, you could just eat something. I mean, that seems to work. Well, this, okay, so this is what gets me is you spent the money to get high. Why are you going to spend money for a product that takes that high away? It's kind of like why when you hit somebody with Narcan, it pisses them off. Um, they don't think about the fact that you just fucking saved their life. No, you just ruined a hundred dollar fucking high from that bag of Coke that they snorted. Exactly. Um, so, um, yeah, I just, it is a, yeah, I mean, there, I, I, I thought it, this is, this is almost a, a dishonorable mention, uh, is kind of the way that goes, which we've, which we have some more of now that we've got this, uh, we actually have it as, as a segment. So, um, okay. But what is, but that's not the next segment. The next segment is the following. I've been slow cooking it. All day in my vagina. And you're telling me I'm high. You completely missed a segment. I did not miss a segment. You, you missed a segment. <laughs> no, you're the one that was starting on the back of the napkin talking about the stories. Then you're like, wait a minute, I missed something. But yet you're accusing me of being high. I didn't miss just anything. Saying. I'm just saying. I didn't miss anything. This is, this is no, all, you had to back up and punt. No. All I'm saying I, I, is... <laughs> We're having a simple dinner tonight. Thankfully, 
I just made some meatballs and threw them in some sauce in the crock pot. So I don't have to do anything. I don't have to rush downstairs during Studio 33 to make dinner because it's already done pretty it, much. Yeah, it is. And, and I'm sure they're going to be tasty, much like the steak and eggs was earlier. So, um, all right. We'll post a picture, you know, later. Um, so, yeah. N- now, um, all right. So the, from the government bootlicking department, I guess, um, we, 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 this is what Sir Bemrose calls it anyway. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, we're talking about, we're talking about Platon Bull again, these fuckers. Oh, God. You know, I finally figured out what it was that bugs me about them. They're totally solved sits. That's all there is to it. They have to be. With the way that they're acting, they're, I don't care if they deny being, they're totally sovereign citizens. Yeah, and, and actually, for, I don't know how much of this I want to read, but I mean, so they're, because, so what they did is they posted, so they, they posted a Q&A on the, on, you know, on the, you know, sort of on the outside of their, uh, of, of their establishment, right, which they, which they claim is a social, uh, you know, eatery club or something, but uh, yeah, no, they're kind of, you know, anyway, they're, they're, um, uh, yeah, they they had they. I, I actually when I walked over there, it's I had to go to the post office or something for some reason. I had seen it there, but I didn't have time to go read the the thing. By the time I went back after I saw this in the newspaper, and I actually went to go try back to go read the things myself. Yeah, they were gone. Yeah, so yeah. it's interesting to me that if it was so important to them to educate people about what's going on, why would you take it down? Yes. So, yeah, they, um, but they've, but the, the new, the local paper had some questions about some of the, some of the answers. This, this is the, 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 the title of the article is Answers Leave Questions in Plate and Bold Public Boasting. Now, so, now the local, now the, um, now they say that they liken their space, uh, their operation to the privacy of a home. Now, Okay, it's this is a mall. This is not a home. It's a commercial space. It's very clearly a commercial space. They are precisely. They look like a commercial, you know, an organization. They just decide to they're doing it in different situations. It doesn't matter what label you slap on it. You you can call yourself what you want to call yourself. But even they themselves, when we looked up the definition of restaurant, even they themselves have used terminology that puts them right smack dab under the definition of restaurant. So this bullshit about, oh, it's a private dining establishment or whatever the fuck they said. Yeah, it's just bullshit. Yeah. So, you know, and so this this is, you know, this is the the local paper asked the Luchettas to elaborate on their Q&A answers that needed clarification and they declined. So now among the questions that the, so, um, so, so the Luchettas responded to the question, why aren't your doors locked for operating illegally by staying? We are operating within the law. Now, they did not identify which law they are operating under. And they could be referring to constitutional law that they maintain entitles them to assemble and operate privately without government overreach. So now to the question, do you evade the law and taxation? The Luchettas respond with, we pay all lawful taxes and are law abiding Americans. They do not specify which taxes they consider lawful. And the Luchettas would not answer a, quite a glade sun question about whether they submit sales taxes to the state based on diners bills. Yeah. And if you know anything about Sav sits, they like to split definitives about, well, this is law, but this isn't lawful. And just they talk bullshit and in circles. That's exactly what this whole Q&A situation that the reporter has been going through with these folks reminds me of. Yeah. So another now another question asks whether the diners must sign a contract to plate and bowl. Now, the Luchettas do not answer with a yes or no. They say only that potential members must agree 
to seven house rules, but they do not state how diners express agreement and how that expression is documented. We read you the rules, and if you agree, you're a member, they write. Now, the Lucetas had required a signed agreement for each diner, uh, but it's unclear from the Q&A whether that requirement remains. Now, having the agreement documented is important because of its stated potential liability for members. Now, one stipulation would require them to pay an unspecified remedy compensation, a fine, if they represent any organization or government entity that requires and approves products and services or carries out enforcement action in instances when no one has been harmed. Now, yeah, again, I'm going to have you watch a couple of these South sit traffic stops and the shit that goes on in these particular videos, like the fee schedules and all this shit. You'll watch these videos and you'll be like, holy fuck, these people are subsets. Well, no, no, no. Well, this gives it away right here. The Lucetas publicly address rumors that they did not have driver's licenses or registrations for their vehicles. They say they have both, but are waiting to explain with details. What the fuck is there to explain? You do or you don't have a valid driver's license and or a valid registration for your vehicle. Now, I'd love to see how Sir Bemrose can find that to be bootlicking, considering I'm pretty fucking sure that he has a valid driver's license and registration for his vehicles. That's not government bootlicking. That's just the fucking law. Yeah. Now, now another issue is whether Plate and Bowl has been inspected for compliance with Tennessee food safety law. Now, the Luchettas say in the Q&A that the health department had been through our kitchen the week before we opened and that it would not result uh, post a resulting inspection report for public viewing until we agreed to public jurisdiction. Now, it's it's again un- more yeah. bullshit legal talk yes i'm telling you they're soft yes the it's it's unclear whether that health department visit was a formal inspection the department has said the luchettas have refused to allow food safety inspections the department offered no help in clarifying the inspection matter telling the glade sun last week it had nothing to add yeah it's amazing to me that they refuse now i here's what gets me as a government agency you would think that under the freedom of information act that you can simply just say, hey, it's this or it's that. Why sit there and be like, oh, we have nothing to add? That that almost kind of feels like, are they lying and the Luchettas have a point? Yeah. That- I'm not saying they do. I'm saying it opens just the smallest amount of doubt in one's mind as to what's really going on here. It, are they really... Are they really just acting like sausits or is the government playing fucking games and vilifying them for some strange reason? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I tell you what I can vilify. Uh, well, many things about Tesla, but I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to, so a total Tesla was sold for parts in the U S but came back online in Ukraine. And here's what happened. This is just funny. Pay very close attention, Phoenix Jr. on this one. Yes. A total, so a Tesla Model X totaled in the United States uh, late last year suddenly became back online and started sending notifications to the phone, phone of its former owner, CNBC executive editor Jay Yarrow, months later. Uh, the car or its computer was suddenly online in a southern region of war-torn Ukraine, he found by opening up his Tesla app and using a geolocation feature. The new owners in Ukraine were tapping into his still-connected Spotify app to listen to Drake radio playlists he also discovered. Uh, um, uh, I mean, do you realize how many times I've seen other people's phones paired with rental cars and and, and like the contacts and other personally identifiable information were synced to the car? Yeah, it doesn't surprise me, you know. Why would you ever... I'm sorry, if you're in a rental car, why are you pairing your phone to it? Fuck, I don't even pair my personal phone to the car I own. The only 
phone that's paired to it is the one I use for the music stream while I'm doing rideshare. Why why would you ever pair your phone in a rental car and then not unpair it at the very least? Like how stupid. Yeah. So, yeah. The, and this is, by the way, this is far from a Tesla. Okay. In fairness, though, I get it. He wrecked his car. They totaled the car. Your thought is not going to be, oh, hey, let me unpair my music subscription or my phone. I, I will at least say that. Yeah, and this is, but this is, you know, the, the, like I say, it's far from a Tesla-specific issue. I mean, cars like laptops, smartphones, and even refrigerators and TVs are now internet-connected devices that can store personal data. Now, how did the vehicle end up in Ukraine, you might ask? Well, that's, that's an interesting question. Uh, CNBC found that after the car was totaled, online auction site Copart listed it for sale, according to the website listings. The company, which currently has more than 1,600 Tesla vehicles listed for sale, is connected to salvage yards across the U.S., including one in New Jersey where the car ended up. The Copart specializes in damaged or totaled vehicles that have that have what's called a salvage title, issued when an insurance company declares it a total loss, warning uh, warning future buyers that there was a significant problem. Copart sells more than 2 million vehicles a year, with operations in 11 countries, according to the company's website. Now, such vehicles cannot legally drive on U.S. roadways, but some countries aren't as stringent. Uh, you know, Tesla support staff told Yarrow that he should, he should disconnect his car from his account. Now, I'm actually surprised they didn't reportedly... Uh, that the Reportedly, don't have like remote wipe functionality. I mean, they got. You would think. You would think that they would, and so this is. I mean, this again. This is a problem with all modern cars these days. Is that yeah? Even you know, this is something that yeah, you have to think about. Like this stuff should be, uh, yeah, because your personal data is there. I mean, what do you? But how many people are thinking about that when they're pairing their phone or something like that to their car? That if this thing gets wrecked and then gets. I mean, first of all, I didn't know that they legally could send, like, sell salvaged ve- like vehicles that have been totaled. I didn't know they could operate them and, and sell them in other countries. I did not realize that was a thing. In in fairness. Yeah, I neither did I, and I think, it, and this is, yeah, this this is something you got to worry. Yeah, it's something you got to worry about. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, the, that's why the cars that get totaled tend not to, you know, you don't see those cars back on the road generally. I mean, that's a that's a thing. So well, that's the whole reason that I told you know Phoenix Junior to pay close attention because when somebody wrecked my dad's pickup that Phoenix had, you know he he paid the insurance company, he bought the vehicle back from them after they totaled it. And I'm like, you know, you're never going to be able to register that. Like, once it's totaled, you can't legally register it. And he was arguing the fact with me. And this article just proves that, no, it's not legal to be on our U.S. roads if you have a vehicle that's been totaled. You cannot register it. Yeah, so... And th- that turned out to be a useful story for multiple reasons. Uh, so, um, what is not useful? And this is this is this this pissed me off from the uh, yeah from the uh, from the rogue GPT uses department. Now, an Iowa school district is using Chat GPT to decide which books to ban. Oh, great! Now, in more res- bullshit. Yeah. In response to recently enacted legislation in Iowa, administrators are removing banned books from Mason City School Libraries, and officials are using ChatGPT to help them pick the books, according to the Gazette and Popular Science. The new law behind the ban, signed by Governor Kim Reynolds, is part of a wave of educational reforms that Republican lawmakers believe are necessary to protect students from exposure to damaging and obscene materials. Specifically, Senate File 496 mandates that every book available to students in school libraries be age-appropriate 
and devoid of any descriptions or visual depictions of a sex act, per Iowa Code 702.17. But banning books is hard work, according to administrators. So they need to rely on machine intelligence to get it done within the three-month window man- mandated by the law. It's but sim- again, it's all in what is programmed in. The machine does not just inherently know, oh, this book, that book. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. And so, yeah, they, it's simply not feasible to read every book and filter for these new requirements, said Bridget Xman, the ex- assistant superintendent of the school district, in a statement quoted I, by the I have Gazette. A question. What did they used to do back before ChatGBT existed? How did they ban books? You fucking read, you lazy bitch. Yeah. Therefore, we believe it's a defensible process to identify books that should be removed from the collections at the start of the 2023-24 school year. Now, to determine which books fit the bill, X-Men X chat GPT, does book contain a description or depiction of a sex act? If the answer is yes, the book will be removed from circulation. The district detailed more of its methodology. Now, lists of commonly challenged books were compiled from several sources to create a master list of books that should be reviewed. The books on this master list were filtered for challenges related to sexual content. Each of these texts was reviewed using AI software to determine if it contains a depiction of a sex act. Based on this review, there are 19 texts that will be removed from our 7-12 school library collections and stored in the administrative center while we await further guidance or clarity. We will also I, have... I would like to know, the books that ChatGPT said were falling under this category, are they actually going to review these books and see if it's real or if chat gpt was hallucinating <clears throat> now I, i'm i'm speaking to the so the next so the next uh, we get into that so this is a perfect example of a prompt to chat gpt which is almost certain to produce convincing but utterly unreliable results salmon uh, willison an ai researcher who often writes about large language models said now the question of whether a book contains a description of depiction of a sex act can only be accurately answered by a model that has seen the full text of the book but open ai won't tell us what chat gpt has been trained on, so we have no way of knowing if it's seen the context of the book in question or not. It's highly unlikely that ChatGPT's training data includes the entire text of each book under question, though the data may include references to discussions about the book's content if the book is famous enough, but that's not an accurate source of information either. There's something ironic about people in charge of education not knowing enough to critically determine which books are good or bad to include in curriculum, only to outsource the decision to a system that can't understand books and can't critically think at all, Dr. Margaret Mitchell, chief ethicist, scientist at Hugging Face, said. I mean, the hell. That was my reaction, too. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, But then again, anyone who knows me knows I'm constantly bitching and complaining that I hate ChatGPT, and I don't know why anyone uses it for anything except for entertainment purposes. Yeah, well, I think we're, we're now to the last segment of our show. Y'all are a bunch of fucking degenerates. And yeah, so these are this is the dishonorable mention categories. It's, it's, That's right, and we had several candidates this week. Yes, so uh, so after Canada starts taxing news links, Canadians are upset that they can't follow the news of wildfires on Facebook. This is a this is a great one. Um, so let's let's start with the basics here. If you tax something, you'll get less of it. That's how taxes work. Now, if you wanted to want less of something, you add a tax to it. In Canada, some very clueless politicians that pushed by the news media passed a tax on Facebook and Google linking, just merely linking to news. Both companies have long made it clear that news is not a revenue driver for either company. So Canada's decision to make it more expensive basically priced both companies out of the market, and both have announced a discontinuation of links to news for Canadian users. Now, 
Meta began removing links to news at the beginning of this month, and people are already realizing how messed up things are when you can't link. Up in Canada's Northwest Territories, there are wildfires happening, and people were relying on social media to share news. But they can't do that anymore. Canada's law breaks one of the most fundamental pieces of the open web that you never have to pay to link to someone. Leave it to Canada to try to monetize some shit you can't monetize. Yeah, that's right. Blame Canada. Um, so well, fuck Trudeau. Yeah, exactly. And fuck Joe Biden while we're at it. All right. Now, Amazon wants to deliver your order without a box, but neighbors may see your snore strips. Uh, so, mil- and I've, I've seen this too, even with stuff that I've ordered from without coming from Amazon. And millions of Amazon orders are arriving on doorsteps across the U.S. without any extra packaging. A new television may sit in the manufacturer's box at the door. A blender appears as if it were picked off a store shelf. The same for a box of baby wipes or trash bags. Uh, this change represents the next frontier in the Czech Giants' overhaul of its delivery process. One chief executive, Andy Jassy, hopes. Will appeal to customers who are put off by the volume of Amazon branded boxes they receive and discard every week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to be a whole lot more put off by all the fucking porch pirates that now know just exactly what you're getting. Exactly. So now the company in the past year revamped its logistics network, enabling faster and more efficient deliveries. Now eliminating and reducing packages has become increasingly important for the company to maintain its dominance, reduce costs, and reach its goals related to its climate impact, which we all no Wait. is <clears throat> bullshit. Let me find my shocked face once again that Amazon is swirling their dick in climate change. There you go. Well, now let's talk about performative work. And the work so um, everybody employee probably knows the difference between productive work and what a new report by software company Slack calls performative work. Merely looking, but not actually being busy. Now, as, as in Statistica's Katharina Buckholz reports, the data in the report shows that workers in some Asian countries, namely India, Japan, and Singapore, seem to spend more time appearing to be working than employees in other places. Now, while Indians spend 43% of time in performative work, that number was 37 and 36% in Japan and Singapore, respectively. Now, for comparison, U.S. respondents and those from Germany said they only appeared busy for 28 and 29% of the time. Now, one outlier in Asia was South Korea, with a, also with a low of 28% work hours spent in pretend mode. Now, uh, I, I, I keep remembering performatives in, uh, you know, the, 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 the boys in No Agenda talked about performatives, and they were kind of, and it seemed like, uh, you know, they're, they, they're uh, yeah, used to promote a certain idea or something like that. Um, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's kind of perform. Yeah, but they're, yeah, they're, these guys are trying to promote the idea that they're working when they're really not. Um, well, it's it's like the story we reported on with the TikToker that was showing girls how to you know appear like you're really doing a great job when you're really just wasting fucking time. But this is what the world has come to. And then we wonder why nothing's getting done. And all we ever hear is, oh, supply chain issues. No, how about your fucking workers aren't actually working and your company's wasting money by employing them. But then again, who the hell are you supposed to employ? Because nobody wants to fucking work. Exactly. Oh, no, no, I never go to work. Okay, wait a minute. That's that's for later. Yeah, later. Okay, so um, I'm going to let you read this last story because it is uh, about Connecticut. Yeah, you gotta love it. My home state, these mofos. So last month, a report was released showing Connecticut state troopers were routinely faking stop data to avoid further scrutiny over biased policing efforts. Wow, let me find my shocked face. So according to the state governor's own statement, it appeared clear hundreds of troopers faked tens of thousands of traffic stops in order to make it look 
like they weren't just targeting minorities with pretextual stops. These fucking people. Like, seriously. I don't know why this made print other than water is wet. So, the stops were unenforceable. And there's a new wrinkle in the case of the thousands of faked traffic stops. The union representing the state troopers has rescinded its efforts in, or I'm sorry, its support of current state police leaders now that it's facing the DOG investigation. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. As soon as the heat gets turned up, they cut and run. So the letter accompanying the vote of no confidence says the state police covered this up for five years, during which it only briefly suspended four troopers suspected of falsifying data. That suggests that the law enforcement agency was more than happy to leverage falsified data to cover up its failures and rights violations, extending this tactic blessing of misconduct to dozens of troopers who responded by generating tons of thousands of fake traffic stop records. Now, you know, this means that there's going to be a lot of court cases that get called back too because of this bullshit. This, this is going to keep going. This is bigger than just the, the state police. I assure you when, when this finally gets done, there will be lawsuits. It's, it's just going to be fucking ugly. And notably the union isn't asking the court to release the names of those correctly accused of falsifying traffic stop records. Instead, it's asking for a blanket injunction forbidding any trooper involved in this debacle from being publicly named. How shitty is that? How fucking shitty? No, no, no. If you fucking, if you fucked around, you should find out. Your ass should be put on blast. Front fucking page. This is a list of the crooked ass fucking state cops in Connecticut who were being biased and racially profiling and all this shit. They should be put on blast. Fuck this shit. And fuck the unions for even asking the court for that. I just want to say that. Like, shame on you motherfuckers. Yeah, well, uh, shame on you if you got to the end of this. Um, I think we've, uh, I think... Uh, no, shame yeah. if, you're, if you're still sober by the end. So fucking over this. We yeah. are so fucking over this. All right, so um, last call. There is no last call because because there was no more voicemails. But uh, we, it is now time to uh, to end this uh, to end this call, and we do it and we do it like uh, something like this. like this. Jordan fades back, swoosh, and that's the game. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool, and fuck you. I'm out. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.